Welcome to the Enchanted Podcast. This is episode two, and I'm Raphael Cohen. Today, I want to talk about the possibility that every single one of us is the everything. Just experiencing something called life existence, which is an experience of seemingly not being the everything. Seemingly being only one thing, you, me, just one consciousness, one being, one soul, separate seemingly from the rest. And the reason why that is so magical is that as this separate being, one gets to receive the beauty of the everything in the container that they are, in the unique being that they are through their unique perception, with their unique way of feeling life, of sensing life, of seeing life. Maybe this is the only enchantment and that every single moment is here for us to see just how much more we can appreciate this miracle, this magnificence that we're perceiving in the world, the way nature works so perfectly, the way things just come together like a puzzle when they are left alone, the way that the great intelligence of life intended it to be. And the way that things are so perfectly mirrored. For example, when a process is not left alone the way the great intelligence intended it to be, then it will receive the consequences of that exactly to the degree that it was manipulated. You reap what you sow. (laughs) And to witness this magnificence as a separate being, seemingly, is a way of receiving the magnificence of life. We could not be receiving this beauty if we did not have eyes to see and ears to hear. We could not receive the beauty of love if we were not separate from another being. And then meeting. How would we even experience the beauty of coming together? That relief that comes when something that you long for comes to you exists within the longing itself and the longing can only happen by being separate and that's the magic of existence being awake to that while being in a separate body is quite a magical experience to have don't you think? of course when you're not aware of that you feel quite lonely because <laughs> you're believing in the game. You're believing you're this avatar, this separate being, right? Like the separation is the only truth. That's the truth that we were, most of us, born into. I don't believe that there is only one truth. There are as many truths as we choose that there are. Everyone chooses their own truth, and then it becomes reality. 
because who you are is the creator <laughs> through you. So you are creating whatever you believe is true. There is a truth that is higher to all other truths, but you get to choose whichever one you want. And that very truth that you choose is the one that will become reality for you. And so the game becomes how to navigate this power that we have. And so when you realize that you can actually choose to believe a higher truth, one that says that we're all one, and that we are all pure, that we are all existence itself, we're all life itself, we are all the spark of creation itself, completely innocent and wonderful, just a concentrated desire to exist and grow, a light desiring to know itself through existence, through experimentation, through contrast, through duality, up and down and left and right and warm and cold, dark and bright, soft and harsh. It is through that contrast that we're experimenting and feeling the gratitude, the appreciation for things because we see their opposite. When one realizes that, that there is this beautiful truth that's, that's possible to believe in, there is a big sigh of relief and then the game of this existence becomes the journey to allowing all aspects of ourselves to attune to that new truth that we're choosing and to thus receive the bliss of remembering moment after moment in a construct of that game, that existence game, called time. That construct that stretches the only one moment that ever is, that always ever is, into a gazillion moments, so that every single way of looking at it can be looked at so that every single aspect of what it means to exist can be experimented in so many different ways through time. So many different ways of receiving that bliss, that sigh of relief from remembering a truth that can be chosen. This is the only thing anyone who has a spiritual practice and who is using mental, emotional, energetic, or somatic healing modalities is ultimately doing. This is the holy grail, realizing you are the grail, the chalice receiving the blissful waters of remembrance. This greatness and the abundant waters of love and joy and eternal safety was long attributed to a mysterious outer being, usually called God, now the universe, or so many other things. But it is you, and it always has been. It is at the core of who you are. You're just having the experience of a separate ego, a separate I, that's the whole point of the game. The path of remembrance is one of great empowerment for the ego that feels utterly powerless, separate, 
abandoned. And it is also a path of great humility for the ego that feels capable of controlling all consequences by focusing on causes. Because in that higher truth, none of this exists. The empowerment aspect can be also called the sense of freedom or the masculine energy. It's this mm, knowing that even though we feel powerless and separate and abandoned, deep down, the truth that we're choosing is that we're actually connected to all things, that we were never anything other than everything, everywhere, all at once. And that all is truly well because nothing can be taken away from us because we're already the everything. Nothing can hurt us because there is no other thing that can hurt us. And the experience that we're having is literally a projected hologram of the way we believe things are. The humility aspect can also be called the sea of love that allows for so much tender vulnerability or the feminine energy. It's this um, surrendering of all controlling aspects of us, of all rigid linearity in order to simply drop all guards and accept what is here and experience the feelings that are here. Both empowerment and humility aspects are actually inseparable. Both masculine and feminine aspects go hand in hand and they're both completely living within you and within me. As children, when we arrive into this experience, the only guidance we have to learn the tools of empowerment and humility and be able to receive as much as possible that blissful remembrance in the form of a sense of love and freedom is our caregivers. They are our gods in the sense that they embody that great mystery that seems to decide all things and that we depend upon to survive. Now, up until now, the game has been such that the roles have been distorted into a controlling, imbalanced way of providing these tools, keeping humans trapped in cycles of more and more victimhood and control. Because it was understood that the caregivers need to decide for the children. They know what's best. And the... In a greater scale, the governments, the, the kings and queens decide for the people. They know what's best. And the masters decide for the slaves. And there's this sense of total control and I know better than you and you need to learn discipline in order to uh, learn life and learn how it's done. And today the world is slowly changing and inverting the roles. It's understanding and understanding that the roles are switched, and they always have been. And some kings and queens have understood that. Some parents have understood that. Some governments have understood that. That it is the people who know what they need. That every single human being has an inherent system built in to take them exactly where they need to go to stay safe 
called intuition and instinct. That parenting is being a humble guardian who serves the child, a steward who chooses to dedicate their life to providing this sense of love and freedom, this empowerment and humility to their child, teaching them the tools so that they can thrive in life, so that they can learn how to listen to their own intuition, their own inner authority, their own instincts, and feel empowered as sovereign beings and also humble enough to be able to surrender to the feelings that are real in the moment and to feel them in total safety and in unconditional love so that they can know who they are and the game they're playing here. But what happens when the parents themselves don't know that? Every generation is a little bit more of this knowing coming through, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more love, a little bit less rigidity, a little bit less discipline. But still, the programming and conditioning from the previous generations can remain in a deep way. So what happens when the parents themselves haven't incorporated that, haven't chosen that highest truth? Then the parents or future parents get to learn how to reparent themselves. This is what the world is going through right now. The wind is changing. The wheel was always supposed to turn the other way around. (laughs) In a world where we understand that we are the stewards, the humble guardians of life, not the controllers of life. So to turn the wheel the other way around for the entirety of humanity, it takes a while. There's a lot of inertia. But because time is only a construct, it actually doesn't matter how long it takes. And actually, the fact that time is a construct is what makes the change possible. It is possible to bypass the perceived linearity of time and shift the consequences that we are living within by time traveling back to the cause and rewiring the neural pathways programmed then by observing it again now from love, from choosing this new perspective, from choosing this new higher truth that we are and always have been completely held in the way we weren't then, loved, seen, and provided for, and safe in the way that we weren't in that moment. We get to re-see that moment, re-perceive that moment somatically, energetically, and emotionally. This is the practice of alchemy, of transformation, of healing. I'm talking about the inner healing of every human's heart, healing it from the sense of abandonment, of rejection, of betrayal, of humiliation, of injustice. The outer world we are living in right now is made of humans who make it the way it is because they are the way they are. And they are the way they are because of the inner woundings that they have. So it starts within. The world will not reflect the enchanted harmony that on some level it is already living 
in. If every single individual doesn't feel that harmony within first. So the humans who are currently doing that inner alchemical healing work are the lead actors of change. And it works like a ripple. Everyone else receives the echoing call from the ripple of change. Those who receive the ripples of that call become themselves lead actors too. Everybody wins here. Nobody's late. Everyone's exactly at the right stage of this. So the roles are changing, parents and especially inner parents, the voice in your head, are realizing that they do not ever decide or control anything by being condescending or belittling or abandoning or rejecting. They are now being humbled into their positions of guardians of their child, you. I'm talking to the voice in your head that might be belittling you, condescending and rejecting you and abandoning you. They are realizing they are servants on a mission for the bliss of their child and all. In awe and wonder, in unconditional love and freeing empowerment. This is how the sense of love and humility and freedom and empowerment are coming online on the entire earth in a way that has never been experienced before, even in previous golden ages. But because time is a construct, there are no actual previous times. This only means that we are leaping into a new quantum level of vibration. But the echoing memory of a past is vibrating in ourselves. And it is only here to propel us into the new way of living heaven on earth by choosing the higher truth. Heaven and hell are just what truth you choose here on earth. And thanks to the stretching of time, we get to play again. We're doing it again, but in a more blissful way. Same player, shoot again. Happy remembrance to you. And um, all my love.